This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. Well, our next guest understands both the private and public sector. She's a former executive at AOL. During the Obama administration, she worked to create jobs and stimulate the economy. And today she is the CEO of Hint. It's a non-alcoholic flavored water brand that grew out of really a personal mission. I love the story behind this. Uh, Cites John Legend as an investor sold across major retailers, including Amazon, Whole Foods, Target, and more. Joining us right now is Kara Golden. She's the CEO of Hint, and she joins us on the phone from Maine. Uh, Cara, delighted to meet you virtually um, and have you join us here on Bloomberg Radio. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Nice to meet you. Well, tell us a little bit about your story. Um, You have a great website and it's fun to read, but for our listeners, give us a little bit, a quick kind of uh, snippet of how you came to create your company. Yeah. So I, as you mentioned, I was a tech executive prior to starting Hint. I, I never, you know, thought I was going to be starting a beverage company and, and honestly didn't even think about being an entrepreneur or, or starting my own company. But I was trying to solve a problem for myself around health uh, a few years back and uh, realized that I was drinking a ton of diet soda and that I wasn't getting as healthy as I wanted to be. I had some various health issues, including weight issues and skin issues and and some other things. And after seeing a bunch of doctors and nobody could kind of come up with a conclusion, I just decided to really look at what I was putting inside my body. And and what really surprised me the most as I went through kind of an elimination process of trying to eliminate things and see what would happen, I, I recognized that the uh, diet soda was the thing that was really kind of stopping me from getting as healthy as I wanted. And, and uh, you know, the once I actually swapped out diet soda for plain water, I also realized that I knew that water was, was you know, better for me, but I really just never liked the taste or was kind of bored with the taste. So I started throwing fruit in water and, and looking for this product. And, you know, what I really realized was that sugar was not the issue for me. It was these diet sweeteners that were actually causing mm-hmm. me, you know, all kinds of issues. So that, that was really the beginning of it. And, um, you know, and, and again, when I decided to just go ahead and, and figure out how to do this product, I got it into my local Whole Foods. I live in San Francisco, um, normally, and uh, and you know, really realized that that there were a lot of other people like me who were really looking for a water and things that were calling themselves water and kind of healthier for you that just didn't have all the sweeteners in it. And you know, that was uh, gosh, almost 15 years ago now. Yeah. Um, and uh, and you know, but it really stemmed out of like frankly, a lot of other brands that stick a desire to not only get myself healthy, but also, um, you know, help other people as well. So what's the biggest thing that you've learned in, in those 15 years? Because I know you, you've you been very generous in giving advice to other entrepreneurs. And I wonder, and I know that there are legions of things or many things that you could say, reams of stuff. Um, but like, what's one thing that you just sort of distill it down to uh, that you tell folks as they're trying to start companies? You know, I think no matter what industry, if you have a story and your own personal story to, or, you know, could be your family story to, to, um, you know, sort of back up why you did something, then I think it's, it's, 
very relatable, maybe not to everybody, but to, you know, many, many people. And it's just a way to kind of get the message out there about why you ultimately did something. And, you know, I think today you drinks need to taste good, right? Yeah. You can't just mm-hmm. go and, and launch a product that, that doesn't taste good. I mean, that's sort of a given. But beyond that, actually talking to people about what your story is, is a competitive advantage for any entrepreneur in any industry. Because, you know, there's these large uh, companies, typically public companies in every sector that are Nobody knows who started these companies anymore or, you know, it's way long ago. So they don't have a founder story of sort of why they did something. And so I think like that, that's a real key thing uh, that I've learned. And then, and then also I think it's just, look, there's a lot easier ways to make money. I always share with <laughs> entrepreneurs that, you know, the, the ones that, you know, hit it out of the ballpark and, you know, right have the multi-billion dollar uh, sales of the company are few and far between. And so you really right. have to have a passion for wanting to do something. And So tell us what business life has been like in the pandemic. Direct-to-consumer is your main business model. But I wonder, like, have there been supply chain issues? Have there been sourcing? Like, what's been going on? How have you felt it in your business? Yeah, so actually, we're nationwide in lots of stores, but right. also direct to consumers is now over fifty percent of our overall business. I mean, no that, kidding. that wow. business for us, yeah, I mean that business for us, you know, has grown significantly, almost tripled um, since really March fifteenth. Um, so it's been absolutely crazy. I mean, we had started that business about five years ago at. Um, you know, on our own website, as as well as Amazon, but primarily our own website. And, you know, what we decided, again, on March 15th, as the world was changing, was let's just go out to our customer base and let them know, hey, you know, we're still available in stores, but if there are supply issues, just go to drinkhint.com. And having a database of over a million customers in that database on March 15th was just you know, a godsend in many, many ways because it really helped the consumer to, you know, make it easier for them to actually get product, right? Right, rather than rather than going to stores and trying to find our product, and and so, I mean, that was really, really helpful. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, and and I know just from our own shopping, like we went, you know, to places where we knew we could get stuff and stuck with those brands that we know that we like, and that we could easily access. You know, Kara, I do also wonder, though, about, you know, your business going forward. And I'm curious about, you know, leveraging the model. I think you guys are doing sunscreen. My understanding is you're looking into maybe deodorant, like you have kind of a thinking about how you the kind of products you want to create. It's different from what a lot of other folks are doing. Um, Tell us a little bit about how you grow the the brand and and expansion? Yeah. So, I mean, the brand started with health, right? And just trying to get me to drink water. And, and as we, a couple of years ago, I started looking at the sunscreen market again for myself and my family. And there just wasn't a great experience with the sunscreen that I could find that smelled great other than coconut. Um, It was either, you know, unscented or coconut. That was on the market. <laughs> so, and so, um, so we came out with a sunscreen using our, you know, real fruit essences from the water to scent the sunscreen. So we have it in pear and pineapple and grapefruit. It's amazing. And then we actually did come out with a deodorant this year 
um, in in January, and actually it was just in uh, Elle magazine as it, actually today as as one of the best deodorants in the market. Um, I was really looking for a deodorant that didn't have aluminum in it, and uh, and you know it's not easy to find that. And again, that smells great and actually works. And so um, that you know it, that's really the halo for the brand, it, and it was from day one was just health. And so. You know, while it might be confusing to people initially thinking, okay, this is a beverage company. What are they doing launching a sunscreen or a deodorant? I think, you know, once people actually see what we're doing around health and today, you know, more than ever, I mean, every single day I run into people who are like, you know, just trying to stay healthy, right? Right. I mean, you talked about the Oreos and some of the other (laughs) stuff. I mean, I think, you know, there's definitely a little bit of that, but I think more than more than ever, I mean, it's the question of the hour for people is how do I stay healthy today? Yeah. And, And have to put, you know, you have to exercise and do all of that stuff, but you have to put this stuff in your body. Well, what has come out because of the virus is that, you know, if you have underlying health problems, and some of them sometimes are genetic and you can't control, but things like weight uh, and some other issues, we know it made you more vulnerable, certainly to the virus. And you're right. I think Jason and I, and I have had a lot of conversations with folks in the wellness and fitness world about how this has been front and center for people uh, as they've been uh, dealing with the pandemic. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, you talked about supply chain as well. I mean, that for us, you know, again, we had no sort of crystal ball to say, okay, when the pandemic comes, but, you know, we, we were very well prepared in in that we do everything that we do in the U.S. We weren't, you know, taking product, taking uh, packaging from another country in order to produce our product. We produce everything here. All of our bottles are here. All of our labels are here. And then in addition to that, um, not all water, bottle water is actually FDA regulated. Ours is because we Mm. use fruit in our product. Mm. Um, But we don't have that. We actually use a clean room when we're bottling the product. So there's no people in the room, which has been sort of a huge conversation around the food industry in particular, yeah. especially with coronavirus. Um, so we were very well prepared to not have any interruption in our production and, and supply chain. And we actually got a phone call late March from Costco and they said, hey, you know, we're having some supply issues. We have some uh, companies that we work with that are trying to get cans from Asia and some of the other places. Uh, and uh, we were just curious, can you guys go national with Costco? So we just rolled into Costco wow. nationwide. Um, yeah. So, you know, that was the <laughs> last big. four months for us, right? It was a pretty <laughs> big deal for, for us in yeah. addition to, you know, tripling that direct to consumer business. Very exciting. So, Kara, before we let you go, I uh, got to ask you, especially given some of the work you did with the government, you know, everyone is talking about job retention, job creation, the changing workforce, a workforce that is very much on the sidelines right now. You know all the figures like we do. As you think about this as a CEO, what do we do as a country? I know it's a big picture question, and I only am going to give you about a minute to answer it. But like, what's one thing we should be thinking about as we try and make our way through this? Well, I think, first of all, if you are in a situation where you need to go find a job, I think now versus waiting 
um, is there's no better time to go out and find a job, especially when people think like you can't get a job right now, right? It's it's now is the time to go out, and because if you wait until um, you know the government is no longer issuing checks, yeah. then you know you're going to have that many more people out there, and and you know I also think I I was at an event. Uh, a couple of weeks ago with my senior in high school, uh, hearing a bunch of parents talking about how, oh, it's too bad, you know, co- new college grads can't get a job. I'm like, don't tell them that. I mean, that's <laughs> the worst thing that you can tell them. Yeah. I mean, look, there's always going to be a job out there, right? And yeah. and get out there and try and find it. So I, I think, you know, we need to keep going and there will be you might have to look under a few more rocks right but you you've got to get out there and go do it yeah that's a good optimistic uh, tone to end on Kara thank you so much and hopefully we can check back with you again uh, in the future Kara Golden she's the CEO of Hint joining us on the phone uh, from Maine 